Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. I am your host, Albert Hardy. Today, I wanted to talk with you about the prophecy contained in Luke 21, starting in verse 5. I'm going to read it for you. As some spoke in the temple of how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which you see, the days will come in which there shall not be one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Sounds very similar to Matthew 24. And they asked him, saying, Master, when shall these things be? And what will be the sign that these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that you don't be deceived or led astray, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draws nearer. Don't go after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, don't be terrified, for these things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. Then said they, or said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. That's World War Three. And great earthquakes shall there be in different places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these things, they shall lay hands their hands on you, and persecute you, and deliver you up to the synagogues, and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. I'd like to just interject something right there. A lot of people tend to want to believe something that isn't really real, and that is that there's going to be a rapture that's going to take people away from all their responsibilities and troubles and all the persecutions and everything else, they're going to skip that part. But that's not what Jesus said. He said, and he's talking to the disciples, and by extension, those that would believe on him through their word, as it says in John 17. But remember that, wow, I mean, we just read it. The great earthquakes are coming that are going to be all over the earth, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs in the heavens. But before all of that, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. If you're already raptured away to your place in heaven, then they won't be able to lay their hands on you and persecute you. They won't be able to deliver you up in the synagogues, or in the churches, and take you to prison, being brought before kings and rulers for his namesake. 
that would all be done away with. Jesus wouldn't have spoken those two verses, 11 and 12 of chapter 21 of Luke, if it weren't real. Or if we were going to get uh, raptured away from all of our troubles and responsibilities. No, it's not real. So, settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate on it beforehand what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Wow. But wait, there's more. Verse 16. And you... You disciples, including you and me, shall be betrayed by both parents and brothers and kinsfolk and friends, and some of you they shall cause to be put to death, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not a hair of your head perish. So, does that mean he's going to take us out of here? I've heard pastors say that over the pulpit. We're out of here. Uh, no, no, not really. doesn't really say that. It just says, but not a hair of your head will perish. He can protect us even through going to jail or being shot at or being shot or even death. Verse 19 In your patience, possess your lives. Verse 20. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed round about with armies, then know that the desolation of Jerusalem is near. Wow. You mean to tell me that Jerusalem is going to be compassed about with armies and then destroyed? Made desolate? Well, that's what he seems to be saying here. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, probably to Petra. And let them which are in the midst of it, that is, in the midst of Judea, depart out, and let them not, or let not them that are in the country go or enter into. For these shall be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to them that are with child or pregnant, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Which means there will be an end to the Gentiles. Now, who are the Gentiles? Anyone that's not a Jew. They're going to have their heyday in Jerusalem. And they're going to wreck it, tear it up, and destroy it. Verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress, 
of many nations, or distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Verse 26, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Wow. Sounds like Matthew twenty four twenty nine to me. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your salvation is drawing near. You see, it's after the distress of nations, after the persecutions, after the earthquakes, pestilences, and uh, starvation. Then look up. When you see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption or salvation draws near. You mean we don't have it right now? Well, no, not completely. You're still human. You still have a mortal body. Spirit beings do not have mortality. They have immortality. And he's spoken to them a parable to this end. But behold, he said, the fig tree and all the trees. In other words, look at the fig tree and every other tree. When they now shoot forth, you can see and know of your own selves that summer is now near at hand. And so likewise, when you see all this, all these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is near at hand. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all is fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, this consideration has to add up with all the other scriptures. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to be blown to bits. It just means it's going to be changed, as it says in other passages. It's going to be new, and it's going to be renewed. So, the earth as we know it, and the heavens as we know them, are going to change. What's going to be different about them? Well, Let's just take a look at Isaiah 45 for a second, and then we'll come back to verse 34 and complete the reading of Luke 22. Or actually, yeah, 21. Okay, let's go to uh, verse 15. We'll start there to get a little context. Verily, you are a God that hides yourself, O God of Israel, the Savior, they shall be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They shall go into confusion together that are makers of idols. 
But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed or confounded world without end. See, it's not going to get blown up. Verse 18, listen to this. This is amazing to me. For thus says the Lord, this is all capitals, L-O-R-D, Elohim, Yahweh, the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it as well, he has established it and created it not in vain, but formed it, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. He, you, mean, you mean to tell me he formed the heavens to be inhabited? That's what I'm saying. So let's go to a couple other passages real quick, like, Isaiah fifty one sixteen, just a couple pages over to the right. Fifty one sixteen says, And I have put my words into your mouth, and I've covered you in the shadow of my hand. I've covered you with a shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, You are my people plant the heavens. Well, if you look up this word plant, it means to colonize. To colonize the heavens? Are you serious? Why haven't we seen this before? Why haven't they been preaching this instead of this lame idea of, quote-unquote, going to heaven when you die? where people imagine they're going to float around in a white robe with a a harp and wings out the back and chase toilet paper rolls all over the place. No, 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 no. Chapter 40 of Isaiah in verse 22. It is he, God, that sets upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretched out the heavens as a curtain and spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. Whoa, really? As a tent to dwell in, a place to live. It's a tent to dwell in. Here's a couple more passages. Revelation 21, 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Wow. And I saw, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. And I love this next verse so much. Next two. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, the throne, saying, Look, the tabernacle of God is with men. We're not going there. He's coming here. And then, when he's done with remodeling the earth, then we'll have a headquarters to come back to when we go out there and create life. 
he will dwell with them, with us, in other words. And they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he, God, shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any pain any more, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Write this down, for these words are faithful and true. And he said, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of life, or, I'm sorry, of the fountain of water of life freely. Wow. And then lastly, let's go to Second Peter 3 and verse 13 while we're at it. Second Peter 3.13 says this. Well, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit to get context. Context. Verse 10, chapter 3, 2 Peter. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And that doesn't mean what you might think. It means it's going to be a shock that he's even going to come back. People will be so discouraged they'll think he's not coming back. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. This is no secret rapture. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That is in some places, yes. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. It doesn't mean the soil is gone. It just means everything on top of it got burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct or living and godliness, looking for and hastening unto, that is, earnestly desiring the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Oh, you've heard me say, possibly, that, um, you know, this relates to Isaiah 34. Pretty scary stuff. But it just means that most of people on the planet are going to die. But we do have a Savior, Christ Jesus, who will rescue mankind alive. That's really, really good news. Why wouldn't we want to stay close to him? We certainly should. Nevertheless, verse 13, chapter 3, 2 Peter. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, and get this, wherein righteousness dwells. Did you catch that? Man, oh man, really. The heavens, the new heavens, are going to have people living in them. How do you know? Well, it's got to have people in order to have righteousness there. That's why. So, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found in him, of him, in peace, without spot, 
and blameless. And account of that, the long, or I'm sorry, and account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given him, has written unto you. Now let's go back to Luke chapter 21. And uh, let's see, I think we left off in 34. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time ye be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that the day comes upon you unaware. For as a snare it shall come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Whoa, that's pretty strong language and pretty scary stuff. Verse 36, Watch then and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come upon or shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And in that day, or uh, I'm sorry, verse 37, and in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, that would be Jesus, and at night he went out and lived in the mount, which is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him in the temple. I wanted to take you over to an, another account. We've got Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they all say pretty much the same thing about the end times and the end of the world. So Mark thirteen five and onwards. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed to yourselves. Let no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be troubled, for these things must needs be, but the end shall not be just yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in different places. And there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils, and in their synagogues you shall be beaten. I believe he's talking about Christian churches as well as Jewish synagogues. And you shall be brought before rulers and kings for my name's sake. Uh, as a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. That's what we Gideons are doing. We're publishing the Bible and spreading it all over the earth. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no anxious thought beforehand what you're going to say. Neither premeditate about it, but whatsoever you shall be given at that time, that speak you. For it is not you that speaks, but the Holy Spirit. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father the son, 
and children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Don't think that can't happen. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it not ought to be, let the reader understand. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of the house, neither enter therein to take anything. And let him that is in the field not turn back again to take up his garment. But woe to them that are pregnant and those that give suck in those days. So pray that your flight be not in the winter, for in those days there shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of creation, which God created to this time, neither shall be in the future. And except those days had been shortened by the Lord, those days shall be, or I'm sorry, let me reread that. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh shall be saved, and I'm putting in there, alive. Saved is saved. It's alive. You're still alive. You're not dead. But for the elect's sake, whom he has chosen, he has shortened the days. And then, if any man say unto you, Lo, look, he's over there. There's the Christ. Or, lo, he's there or here. Don't believe him. For false Christs and false prophets shall arise and shall show great sign, or signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. Verse 23. But take heed. Behold, I have told you ahead of time about all these things. But in those days and after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then you shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. So we are to expect all these evils, you know, the pestilences and starvation and earthquakes and persecutions and such. We are to expect that. And then afterwards look up and see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he shall, and then he shall send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds. Jesus didn't get this out of order. We do that. From the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So in like manner, when you shall see all these things come to pass, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away 
until all these things are done. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not my words. But of that day and hour knows no man, no, not even the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you don't know when that time is. Well, I can guarantee you that it's not tonight. He's not coming back tonight. There are things that have to be fulfilled. And he's not saying that it can happen at any second. No. He's predicting all this stuff beforehand. So it can't happen at any moment. The point is to be ready. Watch and pray and take heed. Be ready. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a journey, a far journey, sojourning to another country, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. So you watch too, for you don't know when the master of the house is coming, at evening or midnight or at the morning, the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Don't be asleep. What I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. And that's where I'm going to end tonight. Thank you so much for coming and listening. If you'd like to know more, I'm not after anything from you. My website has no advertising, no ads, period. ItellWhy.com. I've written eight books. They're all there for your benefit. It helps build faith. And there's audio books and videos and lots of things. So go there. And until next time, you know, ItellWhy.com or JesusIsWhy.com is the website address. If you want to email me with a question, I'll try to answer it over the air. And the email address is Jesus is y w h y at gmail dot com. So until next time, this is Albert Hardy. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week. <laughs>